chapter eight part three of the may flower and miscellaneous writings by harriet beecher stowe this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the may flower and miscellaneous writings by harriet beecher stowe chapter eight part three sabbath sketches sketch third it was near the close of a pleasant saturday afternoon that i drew up my weary horse in front of a neat little dwelling in the village of n this as near as i could gather from description was the house of my cousin william fletcher the identical rogue of a bill fletcher of whom we have aforetime spoken bill had always been a thriving push-ahead sort of a character and during the course of my rambling life i had improved every occasional opportunity of keeping up our early acquaintance the last time that i returned to my native country after some years of absence i heard of him as married and settled in the village of n where he was conducting a very prosperous course of business and shortly after received a pressing invitation to visit him at his own home now as i had gathered from experience the fact that it is of very little use to rap one's knuckles off on the front door of a country house without any knocker i therefore made the best of my way along a little path bordered with marigolds and balsams that led to the back part of the dwelling the sound of a number of childish voices made me stop and looking through the bushes i saw the very image of my cousin bill fletcher as he used to be twenty years ago the same bold forehead the same dark eyes the same smart saucy mouth and the same who cares for that toss to his head there now exclaimed the boy setting down a pair of shoes that he had been blacking and arranging them at the head of a long row of all sizes and sorts from those which might have fitted a two-year-old foot upward there i've blacked every single one of them and made them shine too and done it all in twenty minutes if anybody thinks they can do it quicker than that i'd just like to have them try that's all i know they couldn't though said a fair-haired little girl who stood admiring the sight evidently impressed with the utmost reverence for her brother's ability and bill i've been putting up all the playthings in the big chest and i want you to come and turn the lock the key hurts my fingers Pooh i can turn it easier than that said the boy snapping his fingers have you got them all in yes all only i left out the soft bales and the string of red beads and the great rag baby for fanny to play with you know mother says babies must have their playthings sunday oh to be sure said the brother very considerately babies can't read you know as we can nor hear bible stories nor look at pictures at this moment i stepped forward for the spell of former times was so powerfully on me that i was on the very point of springing forward with a hallo there bill as i used to meet the father in old times but the look of surprise that greeted my appearance brought me to myself is your father at home said i father and mother are both gone out but i guess sir they will be home in a few moments won't you walk in 
i accepted the invitation and the little girl showed me into a small and very prettily furnished parlour there was a piano with music-books on one side of the room some fine pictures hung about the walls and a little neat centre-table was plentifully strewn with books besides this the two recesses on each side of the fireplace contained each a bookcase with a glass locked door the little girl offered me a chair and then lingered a moment as if she felt some disposition to entertain me if she could only think of something to say and at last looking up in my face she said in a confidential tone mother says she left willie and me to keep house this afternoon while she was gone and we are putting up all the things for sunday so as to get everything done before she comes home willie has gone to put away the playthings and i'm going to put up the books so saying she opened the doors of one of the bookcases and began busily carrying the books from the centre-table to deposit them on the shelves in which employment she was soon assisted by willie who took the matter in hand in a very masterly manner showing his sister what were and what were not sunday books with an air of a person entirely at home in the business robinson crusoe and the many-volumed peter parley were put by without hesitation there was however a short demurring over a north american review because willie said he was sure his father read something one sunday out of one of them while susan averred that he did not commonly read in it and only read in it then because the piece was something about the bible but as nothing could be settled definitively on the point the review was laid on the table like knotty questions in congress then followed a long discussion over an extract book which as usual contained all sorts both sacred serious comic and profane and at last willie with much gravity decided to lock it up on the principle that it was best to be on the safe side in support of which he appealed to me i was saved from deciding the question by the entrance of the father and mother my old friend knew me at once and presented his pretty wife to me with the same look of exultation with which he used to hold up a string of trout or an uncommonly fine perch of his own catching for my admiration and then looking round on his fine family of children two more of which he had brought home with him seemed to say to me there what do you think of that now and in truth a very pretty sight it was enough to make any one's old bachelor coat sit very uneasily on him indeed there is nothing that gives one such a startling idea of the tricks that old father time has been playing on us as to meet some boyish or girlish companions with half a dozen or so of thriving children about them my old friend i found was in essence just what the boy had been there was the same upright bearing the same confident cheerful tone to his voice and the same fire in his eye only that the hand of manhood had slightly touched some of the lines of his face giving them a staidness of expression becoming the man and the father very well my children said mrs fletcher as after tea william and susan finished recounting to her the various matters that they had set in order that afternoon i believe now we can say that our week's work is finished and that we have nothing to do but rest and enjoy ourselves oh and papa will show us the pictures in those great books that he brought home for us last monday will he not said little robert and mother you will tell us some more about solomon's temple and his palaces won't you said susan 
and i should like to know if father has found out the answer to that hard question i gave him last sunday said willie all will come in good time said mrs fletcher but tell me my dear children are you sure that you are quite ready for the sabbath you say you have put away the books and the playthings have you put away too all wrong and unkind feelings do you feel kindly and pleasantly towards everybody yes mother said willie who appeared to have taken a great part of this speech to himself i went over to tom walters this very morning to ask him about that chicken of mine and he said that he did not mean to hit it and did not know he had till i told him of it and so we made all up again and i am glad i went i am inclined to think willie said his father that if everybody would make it a rule to settle up all their differences before sunday there would be very few long quarrels and lawsuits in about half the cases a quarrel is founded on some misunderstanding that would be got over in five minutes if one would go directly to the person for explanation i suppose i need not ask you said mrs fletcher whether you have fully learned your sunday-school lessons oh to be sure said william you know mother that susan and i were busy about them through monday and tuesday and then this afternoon we looked them over again and wrote down some questions and i heard robert say his all through and showed him all the places on the bible atlas said susan well then said my friend if everything is done let us begin sunday with some music thanks to the recent improvements in the musical instruction of the young every family can now form a domestic concert with words and tunes adapted to the capacity and the voices of children and while these little ones full of animation pressed round their mother as she sat at the piano and accompanied her music with the words of some beautiful hymns i thought that though i might have heard finer music i had never listened to any that answered the purpose of music so well it was a custom at my friends to retire at an early hour on saturday evening in order that there might be abundant time for rest and no excuse for late rising on the sabbath and accordingly when the children had done singing after a short season of family devotion we all betook ourselves to our chambers and i for one fell asleep with the impression of having finished the week most agreeably and with anticipations of very great pleasure on the morrow early in the morning i was roused from my sleep by the sound of little voices singing with great animation in the room next to mine and listening i caught the following words awake awake your bed forsake to god your praises pay the morning sun is clear and bright with joy we hail his cheerful light in songs of love praise god above it is the sabbath day the last words were repeated and prolonged most vehemently by a voice that i knew for master williams now willie i like the other one best said the soft voice of little susan and immediately she began how sweet is the day when leaving our play the saviour we seek the fair morning glows when jesus arose the best in the week master william helped along with great spirit in the singing of this tune though i heard him observing at the end of the first verse that he liked the other one better because it seemed to step off so kind a lively and his accommodating sister followed him as he began singing it again with redoubled animation it was a beautiful summer morning and the voices of the children within accorded well with the notes of birds and bleeding flocks without a cheerful yet sabbath-like and quieting sound 
blessed be children's music said i to myself how much better this is than the solitary tick-tick of old uncle fletcher's tall mahogany clock the family bell summoned us to the breakfast-room just as the children had finished their hymn the little breakfast-parlour had been swept and garnished expressly for the day and a vase of beautiful flowers which the children had the day before collected from their gardens adorned the centre table the door of one of the bookcases by the fireplace was thrown open presenting to view a collection of prettily bound books over the top of which appeared in gilt letters the inscription sabbath library the windows were thrown open to let in the invigorating breath of the early morning and the birds that flitted among the rose-bushes without seemed scarcely lighter and more buoyant than did the children as they entered the room it was legibly written on every face in the house that the happiest day in the week had arrived and each one seemed to enter into its duties with a whole soul it was still early when the breakfast and the season of family devotion were over and the children eagerly gathered round the table to get a sight of the pictures in the new books which their father had purchased in new york the week before and which had been reserved as a sunday's treat they were a beautiful edition of calmet's dictionary in several large volumes with very superior engravings it seems to me that this work must be very expensive i remarked to my friend as we were turning the leaves indeed it is so he replied but here is one place where i am less withheld by considerations of expense than in any other in all that concerns making a show in the world i am perfectly ready to economize i can do very well without expensive clothing or fashionable furniture and am willing that we should be looked on as very plain sort of people in all such matters but in all that relates to the cultivation of the mind and the improvement of the hearts of my children i am willing to go to the extent of my ability whatever will give my children a better knowledge of or deeper interest in the bible or enable them to spend a sabbath profitably and without weariness stands first on my list among things to be purchased i have spent in this way one-third as much as the furnishing of my house costs me on looking over the shelves of the sabbath library i perceived that my friend had been at no small pains in the selection it comprised all the popular standard works for the illustration of the bible together with the best of the modern religious publications adapted to the capacity of young children two large drawers below were filled with maps and scriptural engravings some of them of a very superior character we have been collecting these things gradually ever since we have been at housekeeping said my friend the children take an interest in this library as something more particularly belonging to them and some of the books are donations from their little earnings yes said willie i bought helen's pilgrimage with my egg money and susan bought the life of david and little robert is going to buy one too next new year but said i would not the sunday school library answer all the purpose of this the sabbath school library is an admirable thing said my friend but this does more fully and perfectly what that was intended to do it makes a sort of central attraction at home on the sabbath and makes the acquisition of religious knowledge and the proper observance of the sabbath a sort of family enterprise you know he added smiling that people always feel interested for an object in which they have invested money 
the sound of the first sabbath school bell put an end to this conversation the children promptly made themselves ready and as their father was the superintendent of the school and their mother one of the teachers it was quite a family party one part of every sabbath at my friend's was spent by one or both parents with the children in a sort of review of the week the attention of the little ones was directed to their own characters the various defects or improvements of the past week were pointed out and they were stimulated to be on their guard in the time to come and the whole was closed by earnest prayer for such heavenly aid as the temptations and faults of each particular one might need after church in the evening while the children were thus withdrawn to their mother's apartment i could not forbear reminding my friend of old times and of the rather anti-sabbatical turn of his mind in our boyish days now william said i do you know that you were the last boy of whom such an enterprise in sabbath-keeping as this was to have been expected i suppose you remember sunday at the old place nay now i think i was the very one said he smiling for i had sense enough to see as i grew up that the day must be kept thoroughly or not at all and i had enough blood and motion in my composition to see that something must be done to enliven and make it interesting so i set myself about it it was one of the first of our housekeeping resolutions that the sabbath should be made a pleasant day and yet be as inviolably kept as in the strictest times of our good father and we have brought things to run in that channel so long that it seems to be the natural order i have always supposed said i that it required a peculiar talent and more than common information in a parent to accomplish this to any extent it requires nothing replied my friend but common sense and a strong determination to do it parents who make a definite object of the religious instruction of their children if they have common sense can very soon see what is necessary in order to interest them and if they find themselves wanting in the requisite information they can in these days very readily acquire it the sources of religious knowledge are so numerous and so popular in their form that all can avail themselves of them the only difficulty after all is that the keeping of the sabbath and the imparting of religious instruction are not made enough of a home object parents pass off the responsibility on to the sunday-school teacher and suppose of course if they send their children to sunday-school they do the best they can for them now i am satisfied from my experience as a sunday-school teacher that the best religious instruction imparted abroad still stands in need of the cooperation of a systematic plan of religious discipline and instruction at home for after all god gives a power to the efforts of a parent that can never be transferred to other hands but do you suppose said i that the common class of minds with ordinary advantages can do what you have done i think in most cases they could if they begin right but when both parents and children have formed habits it is more difficult to change than to begin right at first however i think all might accomplish a great deal if they would give time money and effort towards it it is because the object is regarded of so little value compared with other things of a worldly nature that so little is done my friend was here interrupted by the entrance of mrs fletcher with the children mrs fletcher sat down to the piano and the sabbath was closed with the happy songs of the little ones 
nor could i notice a single anxious eye turning to the window to see if the sun was not almost down the tender and softened expression of each countenance bore witness to the subduing power of those instructions which had hallowed the last hour and their sweet bird-like voices harmonized well with the beautiful words how sweet the light of sabbath eve how soft the sunbeam lingering there those holy hours this low earth leave and rise on wings of faith and prayer end of chapter eight 